0: Welcome to the Football Fun Factory podcast, the weekly show for football mums, dads and coaches that showcases all things kids football, starring FFF head coaches James Cutting and Johnny Martin. Here we are Johnny, episode one, Uh, a new dawn for the Football Fun Factory. For those people that don't know, um, it's James Cutting speaking, the, the founder and head coach of the organisation. I'm delighted to be to be joined here uh, by a, by a good friend, Johnny Martin. Um, so, Johnny, we've known
1: each other for a fair while now. Yeah, what must be what ten years?
0: Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I remember, do you know, funny story about when when uh, when I first met you, Johnny. So I remember needing some more coaches for our programs where we worked at the time, and um, there was a. I got a recommendation of a young 17-year-old football coach who said that, um, uh, yeah, basically it, I was recommending you're a really good coach and uh, and I contacted you and I remember you said to me, okay, I'm coaching tonight in Saffron Morden at Herbert's Farm in Saffron Morden yeah, right. and uh, he's like, you can come and watch me if you like. So, and I was sat in Cambridge thinking, oh, that's a bit cheeky, you know, <laughs> come, come and watch, drive to Saffron Morden, come watch you. Uh, I didn't have anything better to do that night so I did and that was about 10 years ago so a lot's happened since then um but we've ended up here almost a decade later um running an organization together so uh we've both been involved in academy football yes um but we're now involved in an organization that offers just fun and enjoyment and i think that um through this podcast we we're, we're aiming it at mums dads family members Um, that have children that play football and coaches that are interested in kids' football too. So today, the first ever topic, we're going to focus in on the passion really that sits behind youth football and how that relates to academy football, uh, players within gifted and talented programmes, but also just kids that just want to play. And um, that's what we're going to focus in on. On every single week, every single um, podcast that we do, we're going to have a different topic. Um, But what would you say, question for you then, what yep. what's the what's your passion for football? Why do you love football? Why why are you sat there with a, a badge on a new badge? Yeah. Uh, but a badge on that's got a football in it and not sat in an office somewhere, you know, doing a a job
1: somewhere. Yeah, I, th- I think everything obviously goes back to your experiences. I mean, my my first experiences when I was young was going out in the garden and playing football. Yeah. Uh, My dad took me to her first ever football game, the Tottenham game. I remember it well. We lost to Chelsea 1-0, but I came away with Ian Walker's water bottle. Nice. And it's those magic moments and those little memories that literally stick with you forever. So true. Um, So I I just think from when I first started playing or watching or taking interest in football, you you remember those tiny little things. I remember that, that clear that it was... Smashing it down with rain, but still to come away with that, I was so engrossed in this water bottle, which by the way I lost about a month later. Oh, um, it, it just that's what probably epitomises everything about yeah football itself. It, it
0: is, isn't it? It's, it's something that creates something magical for a child, and obviously we we're trying to do that massively with Definitely. the programs that we run. Um, you know, bouncing around on inflatable goals and. Football darts and all those kind of things—that's pretty cool. But actually, there's a lot to be said for just the the interaction side of things. And I always say that as much as Football Fun Factory offers truly unique experiences, um, you know, inflatable activities that maybe you can't take part in elsewhere. Yeah. Um, actually, it's the coaches that bring that to life. And who's your who's the best coach? you've ever worked under so what i mean by that is as a kid is there someone that sticks out in your mind as someone that you think wow that coach i loved him or her
1: yeah a hundred percent there's there's three or four that spring to mind that um you don't have to name the way. that's fine i i grew up now and obviously 20 years on from when they first took me Mm. uh, i walk past them in the street and i'll go and speak to them and i'll wave at them and i'll go and have a conversation with them because They're such an important thing for me. Is what I remember. Such an important person in my memory of uh, of playing football. They made my first experiences at the time so incredible. I still have so much respect and admiration for those for those three or four people all these years on.
0: Yeah, I think you almost become a superhero, don't you? So it's like they're like you are a hero to those to those kids, and I think that's what inspires me, if I'm honest. So. the kid that runs into the session with a huge smile on their face, yeah. that's what inspires me. And people draw the motivation, don't they, as a coach from different places. Sometimes it's finding that player that then goes on to become a professional. Yeah. Sometimes it's really helping a player progress. But we're, we're sort of scaling it right back even from there and just saying just the kid that comes in and loves it because the big thing for me is in football is so hard. The... the the huge pyramid, the huge yeah. base of players that play at the bottom. The two or three <laughs> that make it from that big pool at the top. Yeah. What's in between there are just experiences and like you say, like it's fun and enjoyment and, and and the friends that you make and the coaches you have and the memories that you, you create as well. I
1: think if you look in the media, you look at people like Pep Guardiola, Sir Alex Ferguson when he was Manchester United manager, when you ask them in interviews and you, and mm. you hear interviews of what's their biggest advice to young boys and girls playing football and every single one of them is have fun yeah. and enjoy it and yeah. love what you're doing because as soon as that goes out of your love for football as soon as that disappears it doesn't matter how good you are or, or if you're not particularly amazing or gifted and talented yeah, yeah. if you, you don't, don't love it then you can't keep keep at it and keep doing it no, so it. I think no matter what level you play at whether it's grassroots whether it's within an academy you have to love it. Yes. That's really true and just thinking about coaches
0: now listening to this so anyone who's involved in either grassroots football coaching or a higher level or anything like that or even running an adult or men's team something like that any any involvement in football um just for those people it it really doesn't matter what your knowledge is it really doesn't matter in some ways i'm an advocate of fa courses and all that kind of thing but actually sometimes the best coaches are not the best ones with the qualifications yeah. sometimes the best coaches are just the ones that create an environment for kids that that they they love and enjoy and, and like i say create those memories
1: yeah without doubt there's one of my fondest memories of one of the coaches he actually uh, is now a kit man for a professional football club um and obviously he's, he still does. where all the coaches. characters end up yeah <laughs> in but, the but kit room true. yeah yeah if you, if you look around all professional football clubs there's so many stories on social media and whatever of the mm. kit man being there for years and years and years, yeah. being really lively, all the players love him, but it's a or her, it's, a, but it's, a, it's actually that coach, because he had that personality at the time and was double lively effectively and, yeah. and would get me engaged with the session no matter how well or, or badly I was playing, that's, that's what made me come back every week, was, yep. was his interactions with me. And the fact that it was so fun and and the fact that every time I went, he greeted me with a smile on his face and I left buzzing. Uh, That's what it's all about. Yeah, so as a coach,
0: so what would you say is the biggest thing that you could do as a coach? So anyone listening now is a qualified football coach that might run the local football team. As a coach, what is the number one thing that you can do, do you think, that is going to make that child really want to come back? Because ultimately, I always think... um, you know, nightmare scenario kid turns up to their first ever training session, they've never played football before. They turn up, it's cold, it's wet. Um, five of the kids that normally turn up haven't turned up before, so there's only four kids out on the Astra Turf. Yeah. Um, they could have their first ever experience and never want to come back. What's the one thing that you can do as a coach, do you think, that, that can spin that around and make that kid go home and say they've had the best time in the cold wind and rain? Yeah,
1: I, th- <laughs> I think something I was trying out to, to my coaching, probably something I'd I'd recommend to other coaches it's just pure enthusiasm mm-hmm. I think if you're standing there with your hands in your pockets and affected by the rain the wind, that energy does rub off on players and yeah. the people that are attending your session if you've got this bubbly energy and you're excited to be there and you can engage with people that you're with yeah, I, th- I think that energy is is unbelievably powerful, it, c- it can turn a, a cold winter, a windy winter's night into a a brilliant session. Hundred percent.
0: Yes. So I know and you know, you know, you you've run programs where there's been literally thousands of parents, you know, yeah. over a thousand, not thousands, but over a thousand parents within a uh, a youth development programme that you're the port of call and you're the main man and all those kind of things. And then you have a team of coaches that work beneath you. So what you need to maintain in that system is consistency across the board so that every single coach, every single touch point with the organisation or club, football club as it might be or grassroots team, everyone singing off the same hymn sheet, everyone's yeah. loving football and embracing it and being really ultra positive all the time but that um, that kind of environment, I think that just gives um, parents like confidence, so what I mean by that is um, sometimes mums, um, dads are a little bit worried about the experience their child might have. So, if never played football before, I'm really worried. You know, I've heard things like, um, "My my son's coming along for the first time. He's really concerned how hard the ball's going to be." Like okay. literally, you know, I've heard things yeah. like that. Or, um, there's a little bit of rain outside, uh, and and you know, you get loads of emails in from worried mums. Yeah. Um, is training on tonight? They can't be possibly out in this weather. Those yeah. kind of things. So I think it's just like giving parents confidence that actually what you put into that session is, is that's what's key. Yeah. Uh, You know, irrespective of the conditions, irrespective of how hot or cold or windy or rainy it might be. Um, I think that that's what's really key. And I think that, yeah, I think as a coach, it's almost your duty to put on the best possible environment. I always say to kids, um, i spin it on its head and say, perfect football conditions tonight, yeah. boys and girls, because there's a bit of skid on the turf, yeah. uh, the ball's zipping around, if we get thirsty we can just put our heads in the air, open <sighs> our mouths and have a drink, it's great, yeah. what I mean, really mean is, it's pouring down the rain, it's horrendous, yeah. I'm so through. Let's try and get yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think,
1: um, from obviously coaching, I don't know, probably near to 10,000 odd sessions, uh, when it's windy. That's when kids seem to be most excited and parents sometimes are yeah, yeah, worried about, yeah. oh, a session over. Yeah, the balls might be flying everywhere and yeah. obviously lucky with the inflatable. It can stay within that. But the fact that kids, it's another but different like environment or it's another exciting thing. If it is yeah. really windy or it is snowing, actually, you can spin it on its head. And, yeah, they love a bit of snow. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure, yeah. With coaches that, obviously, at the Football Fun Factory where they're able to, to turn those potentially bad situations on their head and actually mm. make a positive of it it's so powerful and lots of our programs now are indoors as well so that, yeah. so that helps so yeah, i think there's definitely.
0: i think there's a lot to be said for indoor football and people it's almost gone down a bit of a track now where people think there's two different types of football It's almost like football normal grassroots football yeah. or this futsal and yeah. you go inside and you play futsal but you've got to play futsal rules use a heavy ball and use square goals yeah. um don't know if they're quite square but you know squarer goals than normal Uh, but actually just playing football indoors seems to have been a a bit of a forgotten concept and that's something we try to push out really Um, and then adding the inspiration of the activities indoors inside an inflatable pitch for example Um, one of the programmes you run is uh, Tots Football Fun from two years old how old were you when you first played football can you remember? I
1: actually went in well I say relatively late I mean Nowadays, I don't think the opportunities to get involved that two were, were there. I think if they were, I definitely would have been involved. Yeah. Um, but I didn't actually start playing my first sort of sessions until I was about seven or eight years old. Okay. Um, and that's when I first started, like, into a team, when I went straight into a team. I think, obviously, if there was a TOTS program, it's such a good introduction to football and those literally first walking steps into football, it's yeah. like you can have such an amazing experience nowadays. Yeah. I think you probably would have Brought a love for the game a lot sooner. What yeah. about yourself? Um, I played. I think I was about
0: six or seven years old. Yeah. I think that I I went to something called. It was just called mini soccer. I think it was yeah. before there was a mini soccer league. Yeah. But I think it was just called mini soccer, and I turned up, and it's funny because I, and the coaches were really really bad, yeah. and what I mean by that is, well, I sort of don't know what I mean by that because. I was about five or six years old, but I could tell that the coaches weren't engaged in the session. And actually, I've never really stopped to think about this before. Hold on, what am I saying? So, (laughs) I remember going along to the sessions and I remember there being like three or four young coaches, quite a lot of kids, and the coaches not being very engaged. But I could pick up on that at five and six years old. So that's actually a really interesting point. because if you if kids at that age can pick up on that obviously parents straight away go oh why is that coach stood over on his phone and yeah. all those kind of things but actually the vibe that you give off is so crucial isn't it it's so that's what that's what makes the
1: experience as obviously as a, a newly parent yourself James yeah, a yeah, yeah. Parent yourself what would your if you went to a session for the first time mm. and obviously took halley to a session what mm. what would your Uh, Initial thoughts be like, what would you check for? What would you look for?
0: That's a really good question. Uh, I'd make sure she's more than six months old to (laughs) a start, so it won't be for a while. Uh, And I'll make sure she wants, well, first of all, in all seriousness, I'll make sure she wants to do it, of course, because everyone says to me, Oh, yeah, you'll get her playing football, won't you? and all that kind of stuff. And I might do but only if she wants to. If she likes kicking a ball around the garden, then we might take her to a football session. I know where there's some good ones so that's fine I <laughs> might send you along to one of yours and yeah I think that what would I look for safety yeah first and foremost is the environment safe
1: yeah
0: at that point and that's as far as I go for that you know there, there's loads of things that sit behind that but is of it course. safe to participate um, following that is it fun and enjoyable yeah following that is she going to develop in that environment? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people think that there's a choice sometimes between, is it going to be hard and fast, academy-style, intense training? Yeah. And are we going to drill the kids and run them and all yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or are we just going to have a fun session? Well, actually both. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually that's in, that's an inter- po- interesting point at the moment because we've got two programs, haven't we? Football fun. Yeah. And football fun and development, and even the football fun program, unique concept. We're saying no coaching, yeah. We're saying we are not going to offer any coaching points, but we're going to put on fun games and activities. And in those fun games and activities, the kids will dribble, pass, shoot, maybe head the ball, yeah. whatever they're going to do, they're going to do everything with a ball at their feet and they're going to get loads of touches. So, the question is: Are they going to develop in that session? Well, yeah, of course. But do they need me or you to go right? Who's learned which part of the foot you are going to use? Yeah. Who knows? Um, you know, when we strike a ball, which you know, what our body shape is like. Actually, sometimes you can just learn those things, you know, yeah, uh, just by doing. So, yes, yeah, so I think um, to answer your question, safety first, yeah. paramount, fun second, development third, and that's it's kind of the the ethos of the organisation.
1: Yeah. You know when you say about development, it's really interesting. that like obviously, from having worked in academy football and um, and outside of academy football, I think the cons or the word development sometimes um, is I don't know how to say thrown about. But what does development really mean to you as a as a coach? Because I think development to me might be really different from mm. development from an academy coach or mm. someone who works at one club compared to another or whatever it Yeah, might well,
0: be. well, first and foremost, I think people assume we're talking about technical yeah. and tactical development. Uh, for those familiar with the, the FA4 corner model, um, I mean, social development is, f- for me, by far the biggest corner, the, the, yeah. the biggest area where... Kids will remember their experiences. So when I say to you, what are your early childhood memories of yeah. football? You'll remember the social interaction with the, the superhero football yeah. coach that you see in the street. Thir- you know, yeah. not 30 years later, <laughs> that's me. Uh, you know, 10 years later, 20 years yeah. later. Um, you. But you'll remember the kids that you played with. I remember a kid at the mini soccer sessions on a Saturday morning where the coaches weren't engaged who did the most ridiculous goal celebration, and it sticks in my mind, and I must have been six years That's old, crazy. and I remember he ran, he scored a goal, and he just kept on running, round and round in circles, and then he did this weird thing, which was just like fist pumping, but he did it about 30 times, just on his knees, like that, and I remember that, and actually, it still brings a smile to my face, and I remember, like, I'll talk to my dad, and say, oh, do you remember that kid who yeah. did that? you know 25 years ago yeah, and it'll be like yeah i did it was really funny <laughs> yeah. so social development for me uh, that's that's the biggest area where i think that actually kids can progress so much and so quickly by being part of a group of like-minded children what yeah. do you
1: think uh, it's well the word development it's improving or getting better in in so many different aspects and so many yeah. different ways so it might be Obviously, with coaching or without coaching, they're improving technically. They touches of the ball; they naturally will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think development there's, each individual is so different and in a different stage in their development, or whether it's their social development, whether it's their technical development. Yeah. And I think something I always try and do as a coach is be really specific to each individual and tailor my session or how I interact with that that person. Yeah to help them develop, and whatever that might be. So if it's someone that isn't as socially developed as someone else, well, I might need to give them a little bit of different yeah, feedback. Yeah. And or, confidence. Exactly, or maybe pair those two together and help them develop off each other. And I think I think development could be so broad, but I, what's really important for me is each individual and how you can make them better, whether that is across all the four corners. Mm-hmm. But even as a person, they. Like I said about my, my experience of seeing a coach twenty years on, the fact that he's helped me develop into a better person because I can now go over to him and shake his yeah, hand yeah, and yeah. say hello. I so think, true. I think that's so important.
0: No, that's class. I mean, literally, mate. We could sit here and talk forever. Um, it, it's fantastic to have you on board. So it's very like first day at the office today. Yeah. Um, but it's it's brilliant to have you in, involved with the football fund factory. Just, just to wrap up really we're going to talk just for a couple of minutes on what this podcast is all about so this one we, we've we've had a bit of a chat beforehand before we set the cameras on and we were like well what are we doing then because we're, we're not um, we're certainly not radio hosts we're not really uh, uh, familiar with this territory but we wanted to create a podcast for football parents football coaches and family members, anyone involved in kids football that has a strong interest in it, because there's some really hot topics, yeah. and there's some really good conversations that can be had. And we'll get people in on those conversations. Yeah. But going forwards, what kind of things do you think we can talk about? What kind of things do you think we can share with parents that you think might be useful? I
1: think, obviously, from our background, James, having both worked in academy football, having worked outside of that as well, I think there's probably quite a wealth of knowledge, that I'd like to think anyway, behind, behind that, yeah. Um, of even things like how you can help your son or daughter away from football so yeah brilliant. like even in the journey home so asking the right questions and how did you enjoy today rather than oh, you should have done this differently yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. parenting parenting football I think is, is maybe a huge one um, I, we, we obviously speak about fun I think that's so important and there's so many different aspects of that and how mm. you can help your son or daughter enjoy football and enjoy experiences. And I think there's there's loads behind that. What about you? Um, I think that... I think it'd be really interesting to take a
0: coaching angle. But to relate it to more to the grassroots game. Yeah. Because the majority of people that listen to this are going to have an interest in development coaching and high level coaching. But they probably are going to be on the grass on a Saturday morning with a local grassroots club. So I think it'd be really good to try and tailor content towards those people and try and share... Our experiences, but get people in on the, the talks with us. Um, we've got a good network of people. Yeah, we know some really, yeah, good, good chaps, don't we? So we can we can get people in, talk to them about um, all sorts of different topics, and sort of gauge it on the person as well. Yeah, um, we've got people who have played professional football yeah. that we can talk to, and we've got people that coach within the professional game that we can talk to. Uh, and we could even talk to um, to football parents and and see what their perspective is, because um, there's lots for us to learn about, you know, how we can provide the best possible services for parents and their children um, and give us feedback, you know, live feedback that everyone can see yeah. um, on, on what we're doing and, and where we can head with it. But I think what we'd, look, what we'd quite like to do is sort of throw this open now to people that um, and listening to the podcast, showing an interest in the organization. Obviously there's much more interest and interest despite now that we've got two head coaches instead of one. Yeah. Um, just for clarity, that means that um, the area, you know, uh, Cambridge and Suffolk um, will be my area. i continue to run those programs in there. Johnny's gonna go a little bit further south, Cambridge and into Essex. Yeah. Um, we're hoping that in time we're gonna have some exciting announcements coming up where some more head coaches are gonna come on board. With different areas, instead of a few hundred children like we've got engaged with the Football Fun Factory at present on a weekly basis or in each school holiday, we're going to have eventually hundreds of thousands. Johnny, you that's know, the, let's that's, go big. That's, that's the hope. Let's go big, but we're going to go through the stages: hundreds, then thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. We want Football Fun Factory in every town, city, all over the country. But we want to share our message, and if people have got ideas and things that they'd like us to talk about or got people that they would like us to encourage to come and sit with us and talk about things, or even if they would like to jump in, you're watching this and you're thinking, how can I jump in and be part of this because I've got something really important to say, yeah. then we'd, we'd absolutely welcome people to, to do that. 100%. Wonderful stuff.